Welcome to the show, Valerie. Always good to have you on. It's Valerie Ellis, who is our therapist specialising in relationship counselling. How are you today? I'm very well. I've just uh, been talking to a friend of mine, Paul. So I want to give Paul a shout out because I think he will be listening to the programme. And were you talking to him as a therapist or a friend? (laughs) As a friend. (laughs) Although there's always a little tiny sprinkling of therapy in any conversation. Do you know what? I I guess you must find that when you go out with friends, they're always kind of looking for a bit of advice from you, maybe. Sometimes that. um, Yeah, and I I think it's nice. I mean, if if I had a friend who, I don't know, was an accountant... I would appreciate them sort of giving me some financial advice. And so I think people do appreciate a sort of casual, a casual little bit of relationship, understanding and sympathy, probably. Fair enough. How are you doing? What are you here to talk about today? What element of compatibility from your book? That's right. So we're talking each week on the assumption that relationships are important. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to examine that premise at all. Like, why do we bother with relationships at all? And why do we kind of bother with um, officiating them into marriage as well? Exactly. Yes. Yes. Okay. And so I, I collected up in my, the introduction to my book some statistics uh, on the benefits of marriage, some of the practical things. So I'll give you some examples of the practical benefits of being married. Please do. So married cancer patients are more likely to survive than unmarried cancer patients, especially men. Wow. So literally, if you have cancer, you're better off being married with cancer than single with cancer. Right. Marriage reduces the risk of heart attacks for both men and women by 66%. Okay. Wow. That's amazing. Um, Married people are considerably less likely to engage in risky behaviors such as substance abuse or dangerous driving. So, yeah, you're you're more conservative. You're more concerned with your family. Married people are three times as likely to stay alive after surgery, marriage being as important to survival as after bypass surgery in particular, as traditional risk factors like smoking, obesity and high blood pressure. So all these stats kind of lead me to think, is it more of the kind of aftercare element, after surgery or, you know, somebody looking out for you and taking care of you? I think it's a before, during and after. Okay. So before... You, you become ill, married people are more likely to live a healthy, not less risky lifestyle mm-hmm. than single people. Uh, while you're sick, you've got someone looking out for you. So someone's going to say, oh, Bob, you need to go to the doctor about that. Yeah, and take your medication and, you know, that's, that's a bit too we, much cake. Yeah, you've had enough of that. You can stop drinking that. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then afterwards, someone's looking out for you. Um, they're, 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 someone's taking care of you. But also, there's a protective quality of just feeling not alone. Human beings uh-huh. aren't adapted to live in isolation. I know it's soppy, but it's also, it's kind of, if you're in that relationship, you have somebody to essentially live for too. Somebody who you want to take care of and be around longer for. Be be out, uh, I suppose, a sense of something beyond yourself. Mm. Absolutely. So there's some very practical benefits, but I suppose from a more sort of romantic point of view, um, a partner can comfort you, support you, inform you, share your burdens, protect and inspire you. There's two minds on any life task. And when those two minds are aligned, they, they almost become one mastermind of shared values and purpose. And I think okay. that's really what f- the word family means. It's, it's double the power. It's that bringing yeah. together of two minds. And that's always two is better than one, I guess. Absolutely. I think it, you almost get a sort of third perspective that there's 
yours and mine, but our family set of values and purpose that that guides us, that gives us, like I said, even something practical like being informed. I mean, if you're if you're out in the world and hearing about things and I'm out in the world hearing about things, there's both of us collecting information that we might need to know about something mm. important. And it's kind of the, the teamwork, isn't it? Teamwork yes. makes the dream work. You yes. know, it's on your own, you can't do that much, but if there's no. two of you, everything's it's doubled. More, and... it's, well, I think it's actually more than doubled. If anyone who's listening who's, who is married or been married or even worked on a team, like I've worked with another person on a project and I know I'm getting more than twice as much done. It's not just my work plus your work. It's some, there's some extra on There's top more of, of a that. multiplication. It is, yes. That's and exactly it. This all sounds great, Valerie. So it's very pro-marriage, very pro-long-lasting relationships. Mm-hmm. But, but what happens if that relationship, for whatever reason, isn't working out very well? That can be also quite destructive, probably. It is. And I, th- I think one of the points that, that's really worth considering, and I, th- I think it's becoming more common for people to think about now, is... You're better off alone than in a bad relationship, but you're better off in a good relationship than alone. So historically, women in particular would choose to be in a relationship for, as a protective measure that the world was dangerous and difficult. So uh, women would choose to be in relationships for security and men would um, be in relationships because it would further their line. You know, you had someone to give birth to your children And so people weren't looking so much at quality as just the bare fact of being in a relationship. Mm. The quality of it didn't matter. They were better off in an unhappy relationship than alone. Mm. But now the way we live, especially in the West in particular, we can look after us. Everyone can look after themselves, men and women. We've got our own bank accounts, capacity to earn a living, healthcare, technology. You can be better off alone than in a bad relationship. But as we were hearing about the stats you're even better off again in a long-term permanent relationship than alone. So this, I guess, essentially comes back to compatibility. And mm. when you do go into that relationship mm. at the start, you have to be compatible um, or else, you know, X amount of years down the road, mm. it can all go wrong. That's, and that's the, I suppose that's the quality aspect that we have. Like I said, when you're young or, when, or a while ago, being in any relationship at all was important. And I think we need to examine our motivations going in. Am I going in because I'm lonely? Because I, I'm worried nobody will want me and I want the validation of being wanted? Uh, is it for financial security? Um, if you're at a sort of negative in your life, if you're at a minus position, having a relationship to sort of fill in the hole up to zero, that's what people used to do what happens if if that's your motivation going in at some point in the future you pay for that it's almost kind of affirming yourself as a human being and a citizen by having a partner look i've managed to meet somebody somebody's wanting to marry me so mm. in which case i um, must be good i therefore. must be good then yeah, yeah. exactly and I, I i think that's when we tend to overlook potential problems or we rush into it to solve the problem of being lonely i'm lonely being with someone will immediately take that away it will solve that problem the quality of the person doesn't really matter their mere presence is enough what happens though over time is the quality issue emerges the loneliness has gone away but after the sexiness and the romance has worn off the the reality of what we were like before that 
and whether or not we're compatible starts to emerge and the quality issue starts to come up. And I'm, I suppose I'm encouraging people and I think people have the opportunity now to think about the quality issue up front. Take some time before you enter a relationship to really think about who you are, who they are, and whether in five years or 10 years it's going to work, not just in five weeks or five months. I read something the other day actually in the newspaper. I thought it was so interesting. It's like when you are going to marry your partner, you're not just thinking whether that that is a good husband. Mm. You're, you have to think about, is that going to be a good father for my future children, if mm. you want children? Mm. And it is maybe thinking long term. It's a longer term perspective. That's exactly it. What I was call- it you mentioned earlier about boyfriend versus husband you you were saying to me a, que- a question that a very young uh, I remember oh, it would have been 15 years ago a client of mine who was a very young woman unusually said to me is it opposites attract or birds of a feather flock together mm. and I remember saying to her what a clever question that's such a good question and I said it's opposites attract for boyfriends and birds of a feather for husbands so, you know, the, the tension of the different sort of exciting person is great for boyfriends or girlfriends if you're a guy or a girl. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. um, but what you want for the long term is compatibility. Birds of a feather flock together. And that's what works. Good, good advice. Thank you, Valerie. How can we read a bit more about compatibility and your book? So you can visit the website. It's verryvalerieellis.com. So there's the book is on there. There's articles about compatibility. So we can order the book from there. You can, if perfect. You want to, yes, and actually, don't I think we should do a giveaway? Don't you? Of I the think book? we should. Yeah. I think we should a little gift for the listeners. Why not? We'll have to post up maybe on the Facebook page how people can enter. Okay, but um, maybe we could p- put a picture of the book and a link to your website as well there. Yep. yep. But because I, I know I'm, I'm happy to give a couple of books away to the lovely loyal listeners. That would be brilliant. And actually, in fact, we could do that in the run up to Valentine's Day. Yes. Only a couple of weeks away, everybody. Ooh, yes. This is your warning. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the romance stakes are rising. <laughs> they really are. Thank you so much, Valerie. Lovely to have you on again. Thank you. See you soon.